Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today following Charlotte's 96-84 loss in Las Vegas yesterday, the opening game of Summer League. And while the score might not be indicative of what happened on the court, plenty of stuff that was promising from Charlotte both individually and as a team. We'll get to that here in a few moments. We'll, of course, give you our stars of the game, and we got to provide some injury news, unfortunately, as well, as there was a key component to the Hornets' Summer League roster that went down even before the first game yesterday. And helping me break it all down here on today's edition of the HHC, he's the radio voice of the Hornets and, of course, the host the majority of the time of this fine podcast, Sam Farber. And, Sam, it is Summer League. We all had to get back into the swing of things a little bit, so we figured we'll switch roles a little bit. You have to rest that voice a little bit to get ready for game on Sunday. We've been out of practice a little bit here on the HHC and doing games. Well, it's good to get back in the flow of it. I appreciate you taking the reins here as we juggle things a little bit between Las Vegas and Charlotte, but excited to be back on with you here on the Hornets Hivecast. Yeah, so let's go ahead and take a look at this one. Charlotte falls yesterday 96-84 to against the Indiana Pacers. The Hornets were kind of in and out of this one the majority of the day. Uh, single digits here and there. There was a big display there in the third quarter as the Hornets were outscored 32 to 13 but then were able to rally for a 34 point fourth quarter and won that one by a differential of plus 12 so it ended up only being a 12 point loss when it's all said and done but Sam we talked about it at halftime of the broadcast of the game yesterday where it seemed like Charlotte could have been down a lot more but the defense was really able to hold its own it just was the offense was just not quite there yesterday for the Hornets only 7 to 31 from beyond the arc the free throw shooting they got to the foul line a lot that was a good thing they got to the free throw line 28 times but they only shot 61 percent from the charity stripe so that was something that was a little bit concerning and then they end up shooting about 41 percent from the field so all in all of course it is the first game of summer league we're going to see some mistakes made there were a lot of turnovers as well but overall your general thoughts after the first game of summer league well there were certainly some some holes in some games there the free throw shooting is something you're right to pick up on a couple of guys in particular struggled there three-point shooting definitely left a lot to be desired in game one you had Kai Jones go 0 for 10, but at the same time, he goes 5 for 5 from the rest of the floor. Still ends up with 12 points, 9 rebounds, despite 0 for 10 from 3. So I think in some of the, the execution points, free throw shooting, three-point shooting, there was certainly a lot to be desired in terms of effort, in terms of defensive presence, you know, in terms of just showing off some athleticism and raw skill set. There's a lot to like about what this Hornets team was able to do game one against the Pacers, but ultimately it's a make-miss league, and when you collectively shoot 22% from three and miss double-digit free throws and commit 18 turnovers, it's going to be difficult to win a basketball game, but to only lose by 12 with all of those things going sideways, I think shows just how much potential there is on this Hornets roster. You heard from us about what we thought about the game. Here's what Summer League head coach Jordan Surenkamp said after the contest. You know, I thought we did some good things at certain points, but really just got to play smarter. We got some young guys that are out there that are mixed in with some guys that have done it before, and you know, we just got to do a better job of being organized and playing our style of basketball. Uh, you know, I thought at times we did that, and I felt that while we were on the floor. But other times, I didn't feel like we 
we were organized and, and we were doing what we needed to do, to do on either side of the ball. So it's a good learning experience. Again, game one comes uh, with a lot of things, highs and lows. So we'll go back, we'll watch the film on it, we'll learn from it, we'll grow from it, and we'll move on for Sunday. Sam, I couldn't agree more with what Jordan said after the game. And of course, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything like that. A loss is a loss. But again, it is summer league more so looking for that individual play. I'm not saying that one person needs to go out and drop 50 points, but you're also looking to see what each individual person is able to accomplish out there on the floor. With all of that said, it's also the first game. There is a lot of moving parts here that I think a lot of people don't realize. It's not as simple as you're going to put your starting five out there and you're going to go. There's a little bit of a training camp involved, which doesn't seem like a whole lot. It's only a handful of days to really get everything put into place. And then you have a really key injury like a guy like Scotty Lewis that goes down. We'll get to him in a couple of segments, but he goes down the day before your very first game. So that throws things off a little bit as well. So it's a culmination of everything. Plus the way that this roster is made up, and this is not anybody's fault. It is a bunch of front court heavy players. It's a lot of people like JT Thor and Kai Jones and Nick Richards. And that's just the way this roster is constructed right now is it's a lot of young guys in those positions trying to get some extended run, not really focused a whole lot in the backcourt. You have those established veterans like Terry Rozier. And I guess we can call LaMelo Ball a veteran now as he is going to be entering his third season and is already an all-star. But at the end of the day, Sam, you're just trying to get these guys to gel together a little bit. I know the turnovers are going to be an issue, but at the end of the day, you're just looking to see what those guys can go out and do individually. And I think if you are going to take the roster guys from this game and plug in the roster guys, the veterans for the Hornets, guys like you mentioned, LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier, and their strengths would complement each other really well. LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier, they'll take care of a lot of the scoring to have guys like Mark Williams and Nick Richards have the kind of defensive performances and rebounding performances they had and put them together. That's probably a winning lineup. I do think at times the offensive frustrations kind of went over to the defensive side. That third quarter where things really got away from the Hornets, they were out scored 32 to 13 there were a lot of turnovers that led to easy buckets but I like the fact that when Charlotte was able to get back and get set their defense looked really really strong they held the Pacers to under 40 percent shooting Hornets actually outshot them percentage wise you know rebounding they held their own out there block shots they had six to the Pacers five so you know and, and contest they had far more than that so I think there's a lot to build on here you're right to point out that there isn't per se a lot of guard positions on the summer league team that are accounted for by rostered guys that said I thought Bryce McGowan's had a really nice debut and I I think overall we saw a lot of positive things from Jalen Crutcher and others at the guard spot LJ Figueroa was a real bright spot with 16 points off the bench so there's a lot to build on here I think overall defensively this team looked really solid for the most part the entire game rebounding looked good rim protection looked good if they cut down on turnovers and have anywhere near a reasonable three-point shooting effort as well as free throw shooting effort, this one's a win. But it's game one of Summer League. I think the positives vastly outweigh the negatives moving forward. Certainly a lot of positives to look forward to. Of course, the Hornets will play five games. Four of those are scheduled. The next one up will be tomorrow against the Los Angeles Lakers. will be a 9.30 tip here at local time, 6.30 back out on the West Coast. And, of course, you can hear all the action on the flagship station, Sports Radio WFNZ, and the Hornets app. And, of course, you can watch that one live on the ESPN Family Networks as well. That leads us to our stars of the game. Not quite going to say silver linings because it is Summer League after all. We'll get to those next right here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, 
I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Rob Longo, Sam Farber with you here on today's edition of the HHC. So glad you could join us here wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hornets fall yesterday in the first game of Summer League, 96-84 to at the hands of the Indiana Pacers. But time now to hand out our top performers, our stars of the game, whatever you want to call it. Sam, a little bit of role reversal here today. You are the guest of honor. I will let you go first. Who is your top performer from yesterday's game? I'm going to go with Nick Richards, the veteran. 15 points, 11 rebounds, You know, second time here at Summer League. And he showed us a lot. He was able to get to the line a lot in the first quarter probably wished he made a couple more but you know he was good in terms of rim protection contesting shots he was really good in terms of rebounding and then in the second half in that fourth quarter when the Hornets went on a run to close the gap quite a bit it was Nick Richards that was out on the floor doing a lot of the damage so in 21 minutes to post 15 points and 11 rebounds I think that's a real positive a lot to build on there and this is a big year coming up here for Nick Richards I don't know necessarily that he He's a favorite to be the first guy or the second guy, but he's someone who knows full well that in an 82-game NBA season with injuries and ailments and this era we're in with health and safety protocols, his name and number could be called at any time. He got five starts last year in his sophomore season as an NBA player, and I think he's showing really positive progress building towards the future for him personally and this team collectively. So Nick Richards, the double-double, 15 points, 11 boards. He's my pick for star of the game. Crutcher tips the rebound over to Kai Jones. Gives it up early to Nick Richards. Richards challenges inside, picks up the foul. Lay in, yes, plus the foul. Hoop in the harm. Richards halfway up the tunnel, and he'll run back and go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. Couldn't agree with you more. One thing I want to touch on, though, with Nick Richards before we move on to my pick is the fact that he just seemed really comfortable out there. I know he is kind of that veteran guy on his team right now, and that's hard to say, I mean, even though he only has two years of experience. But Jordan Sternkamp, after the game, the summer league head coach for the Hornets, he talked about it. He said the fact that, you know, Nick Richards is in the huddle. He's trying to take charge. He's trying to be that leader out there. That's something that a lot of these younger guys need because, again, some of these summer league rosters, they have some of these older veteran players like Portland last season, for example. I know we keep going back to that, but having guys like Kenneth Freed where, you know, these younger guys can kind of lean on for some experience, the Hornets don't really have that either. So, you know, Jordan Sternkamp does have that year under his belt as being the G League coach for the Greensboro Swarm this past season. So that certainly helps, but it also helps to have a guy like Nick Richards in your corner as well. And the other thing I liked about Nick Richards in yesterday's game, he looked really comfortable handling the basketball. I know he had four turnovers, but he was handling the ball on a perimeter. He was not afraid to put the ball on the deck, still was able to set his screen, still able to get those easy buckets in and around the rim as well. So Nick Richards, certainly a good top performer. For me, I'm going to take the second round pick from this year's draft. That's Bryce McGowan's. Minute 25 left in the quarter. McGowan steps up to the arc, fires for three, and hits. Bryce McGowan's the first three of the game for the Charlotte Hornets. Bryce McGowan's an easy pick a little bit in a sense that he did have a team-high 17 points. He goes 6-13 shooting from the floor. He was 3-6 from beyond the arc, which is really impressive because as a team, the Hornets shot 7-31. So he was able to be that three-point threat 
for Charlotte yesterday. Two for three from the free throw line as well. Six rebounds, five assists. Did a little bit of everything. Unfortunately, though, did turn the ball over four times. But Bryce McGowan's, I thought was a really good player yesterday for the Hornets. Simply because I don't want to say we didn't know what to expect from Bryce McGowan's yesterday. But, you know, he is that combo guard forward, stretch guy, small guy, depending on where he fits in the lineup. Because he's 6'7". So he has the size. He has the ability to shoot from the perimeter. One of the things that I noticed in his film coming out of Nebraska was he didn't seem too, too comfortable from shooting the ball beyond the arc unless it was from the corner. However, that was a different story yesterday. Three-point shot looked really good. Like I said, three for six from beyond the arc. So Bryce McGowan's was my top performer yesterday. Sam, of course, you called the game. What did you see from Bryce McGowan's? I thought he looked like a natural out there. He really flowed well offensively, defensively with that big lineup the Hornets had out there. He's often playing with Nick Richards and Kai Jones or JT Thor and Mark Williams. Or you know, he, He's the fourth guy out there. He's already six foot seven, so putting him at the two two or the three, he can use that length to his advantage. I really like what we saw from him out there. Of course, it's his first professional game, so it's not a perfect product. Had four fouls, had the turnovers, but I like the way he scores. I like the way he drives and cuts. He shared the ball well with five assists. Really, really like his game, and I'm excited for his future, especially here in Summer League with these bigger lineups. I think he can really thrive and, again, use that length and athleticism against smaller players who are forced into that position because the bigger guys they do have on the roster have to contend with the centers, the power forwards, those long, lanky players that the Hornets have. A couple other players I think deserving of an honorable mention for this one. Mark Williams, he only had five points, but eight rebounds, contested a lot of shots. I like what we saw from him in his debut. LJ Figueroa, 16 points, six for six from the floor, two for two from three. He was really strong in that comeback as well for the Hornets, a guy who's got some G League experience and put it to good use in Summer League. And then Kai Jones is one I want to mention. I know he went 0 for 10 from 3, but he made everything else. And I just think to myself, like, one, he's not going to go 0 for 10 from 3 most of the time. That's just not going to happen. It was a a bad time for an off day shooting the ball from 3. But the fact that he didn't let it dissuade him, that he still almost had a double-double, 12 points, 9 boards, the fact that he finished at the rim so easily, that athleticism he has on display, it's an either-or situation. Either he figures out the 3-point shot, makes it a consistent part of his game, or even if you remove it on a you know night-to-night basis and say, hey, just go finish at the cup, what he can bring to a team at the Summer League level, the G League level, the NBA level, it's explosive. So I know that the scoring line, especially from three-point shooting, isn't what you'd want, but the overall line for Kai Jones still has me very impressed. One more honorable mention, if I may. I'm going to go with Brady Manick a little bit too as well. Only played 12 minutes coming off the bench, didn't score a whole lot, only had three points, but he was a plus 10 and a plus minus. He did all the little things right in yesterday's loss to the Indiana Pacers. One more little bullet point before we move on to segment three. Sam Perley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, caught up with Bryce McGowan's after the game yesterday. And here's what Bryce had to say about his summer league debut. You know, it was exciting. Uh, glad to get after it with a you know, great group of you know, NBA talent. So, um, but as a team, I felt like we definitely competed. I feel like uh, we could have cut down on turnovers a lot more. And transition defense was, you know, it was tough for us. So, you know, go back to the drawing boards and, you know, just bring effort. Bring a lot of effort next game. Plenty of more games for Bryce to get under his belt, not only here in Summer League, but moving forward into training camp, the preseason, and, of course, the regular season as well. One more segment to go here on the HHC. we got to get you caught up on some injury news. We'll have that come your way next right here on the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Senta. The Wait 
is over. It's time to party. New Kids on the Block presents the return of the Mixtape Tour 2022. New Kids on the Block with very special legendary guests, Salt and Peppa, Rick Astley, and En Vogue. This is a night you will never forget. New Kids on the Block. Spectrum Center, Charlotte, July 12th, 2022. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. Rob Longo and Sam Farber putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast today. A little bit of a split crew as I'm back here in the Queen City and Sam is out covering the team in sunny Las Vegas. One more segment here on the HHC and it's unfortunately a little bit of a sour note as the Hornets did have some injury news come down after practice on Thursday just before Friday's game against the Indiana Pacers. Scotty Lewis suffered an injury in practice and according to the team he underwent successful surgery to repair a fractured lower leg. Surgery was performed at Sunrise Hospital and Medical Center in Las Vegas. There's currently no timetable for his return, but Scotty is expected to make a full recovery. After the game yesterday, head coach Jordan Surenkamp, the Summer League head coach for the Hornets, talked about what happened with Scotty Lewis and provided an update as well. It's tough, you know, Scotty's worked as hard as anybody this offseason for this moment, you know, and so any injury at all for anybody you know, regardless of what the Hornets or not, it's something you never want to see. So definitely a difficult situation and something that was, you know, you just hate to see as a coach, as an organization, and as a teammate. Um, but he's going to come back stronger. You know, he's a resilient kid. Uh, he's in good spirits right now. You know, he wants us to continue to compete. He's going to support us. And, you know, we wish him all the best. We're there for him as an organization and as a team as a whole. And we're just going to continue to support him every way we can so that he can come back stronger. Sam, I'll take it even one step further. You just feel for him as a person. We all see how much hard work Scotty puts in day in and day out. It was a late second-round pick last season for the Hornets. Charlotte was able to snag him there in the later rounds. Really liked what he had. Put him on that two-way deal. Liked him so much, they brought him back here for Summer League as well. They think there's a lot of potential for Scotty Lewis to really thrive. He has the athleticism. We've seen him do some crazy things. Unfortunately, just a weird setback for him, and we wish him nothing but the best moving forward. Hopefully, he's on his feet sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's- it's heartbreaking because you know how hard he worked. He had such a, a positive mindset going into this offseason, knowing what was in front of him, the opportunity that might be there for this summer league roster, for his future, and to see it come crashing down the day before he's supposed to make a summer league debut. That's hard to see. But as Coach mentioned, as we've heard from several players, he's going to come back stronger. He's got the full support of this organization and the belief that there are brighter days ahead. It's difficult. It's difficult to see someone who's work so hard you know have that happen to him or anyone have that happen to him but we're wishing him nothing but the best moving forward I do think you know with his level of athleticism there's certainly the possibility for him to work his way back from this and be here next year hopefully if not sooner so we're rooting for Scotty you know the one other note because this is a Hornets podcast and we have to look at it from a basketball standpoint is that it does provide some additional opportunities for some guys to show what they can do we saw Jalen Crutcher in game one yesterday play 33 minutes get you know a few more reps out there and cash it in with seven assists we saw more maybe of LJ Figueroa and Tyshawn Alexander than maybe we otherwise would have if Scotty Lewis is taking the spot that he had earned out there so there are going to be some other players that personally get more opportunity out there because of this but clearly everyone in and around the Hornets and everyone here in this general NBA family are wishing Scotty Lewis a very speedy recovery that is what's expected it was a successful surgery And uh, we're wishing him nothing but the best moving forward and hoping that we'll see him on the floor in Hornets' teal sooner rather than later. 
One more note on the injury front as well. In the third quarter of yesterday's loss against the Pacers, Tyshawn Alexander suffered a right ankle sprain, did not return to the game. Hopefully that's all precautionary. Hopefully it's a very minor injury. We haven't had any update on it since. So hopefully, like I said, it's just precautionary. But if not, then, you know, certainly it provides more opportunity, like you mentioned, Sam, for some of these other players. Maybe like a guy like Bryce McGowan's gets a little bit more of an extended run. And you mentioned Jaylor Crutcher as well. So just unfortunate series of events for the Hornets getting a little bit more thin at the guard spot than they initially were just two days removed from heading in the summer league. But, you know, that's kind of a, a simulation of the regular season. You don't know which guy's going to get hurt. You don't know how long any guys are going to get hurt for a certain extended period of time. And that's what happened so far, unfortunately, for the Hornets here in summer league. That's basketball. And they'll roll with the punches. They'll continue to, to move forward and, and onward and upward for Scotty Lewis individually and for this team moving forward. It, it'll present more opportunities. Maybe we'll see LiAngelo Ball. We are hopeful he will clear health and safety protocols soon enough to be back out there for tomorrow's game against the Lakers. But again, whomever that opportunity comes for, they'll do their best to take advantage. That's what you'd expect. Life goes on, as they say, and the HHC will roll on as we get you set for tomorrow's action on tomorrow's edition of the HHC between the Hornets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Again, a 9.30 tip here local time back on the East Coast, 6.30 back out on the West Coast, and we'll have you covered on Sports Radio WFNZ as well beginning at 9.30. Sam Farber, pleasure as always. Maybe we'll do a little bit of role reversal tomorrow from today's podcast and we'll put you back in the anchor chair. That sounds good to me. I'm looking forward to it, Rob. And thanks to everybody for tuning in as well. For Sam Farber, I'm Rob Longo saying so long and thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Hornets Hivecast and we'll see you here once again tomorrow on EHHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.